Season 2, Episode 1 of Dogs of 731. I'm Shaney Rufel with Petography by Shaney, and today I'm going to be talking with Kelly Appleton. Kelly started a local nonprofit organization called Together is Better for People and Pets, and their mission is to help pet owners keep their pets uh, in their home with them. So stay tuned for this episode, but before we get started, here's a message from our sponsors. I'd like to take a moment to thank my sponsor, Doubletree by Hilton Jackson. When you think about Doubletree, you might think they only cater to big fancy weddings or plated meals for 100 people, but they also have meeting space for the solopreneur like me. So when you need to book private space without baristas and background noise, while in a public location, not your living room, give Doubletree a call at 731-664-6900. Kelly, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you on. I know we've kind of worked side by side for a couple of years now. And um, tell, tell our audience, how did you get to this point? How did you get to um, Together is Better for People and Pets? Well, I was involved. In, um, I was a board member of Saving the Animals Together, local <clears throat> well-known rescue, excuse me. And um, I enjoyed my work with them very much. And I was involved with rescue and fostering and adoption. And then over time, um, I saw more and more the need for helping pet owners so they didn't have to lose their pets or didn't have to give their pets up. And so I became com community outreach through the organization, providing a pet food pantry and trying to help pet owners. And it just grew from there, we realized really we needed a freestanding organization that was whose only purpose was to keep pets in their homes and make their lives better and make life easier for the pet owners as well. And so that's how our organization was born. And I resigned, I resigned from saving animals together and uh, they helped us tremendously in the beginning when we were a baby nonprofit, they, you know, they gave us resources. They carried us on their insurance for a while to get a, help us get a good footing. And then we've been on our own since. Awesome. So is um, Together is Better for People and Pets, is that a standalone organization or is it? Yes, we are, we are a 501c3. Okay. And so it's not affiliated with any type of national organization? We are not. Um, we are um, considered a partner of Pets of the Homeless. Okay. But, um, you know, of course, we run our own organization. We just were listed on their website, things like that. Okay. Um, so what uh, exactly would you say the mission is specifically for Together is Better for People and Pets? Our mission is to keep pets in, in their home and uh, assist the pet owners with whatever they need so they don't have to give up the pets and the pets are comfortable and healthy. Okay. And that's ranging from food to medical care. Right. Uh, and also, 
we, we have hand, hands-on care. Um, fencing is something we would like to do more of, but it's not been something we've been able to do much of. It's so expensive. But um, we have paid for surgeries and treatments for pets when, you know, the family just does not have the kind of money that it takes. We'll do fundraisers and, you know, we'll find, we'll find a way. Um, we also do hands-on things like, you know, we have people who are shut-ins or going through cancer treatment or going through other kinds of medical treatment and taking their dog to the vet or to the groomer is impossible. And we will go get those pets and take care of that for them. Um, we take pets down to tail waggers and take advantage of the, the bathtub down there and get them. Self-wash. Right, right. So we're more than just giving out stuff. We're hands-on and we get to know the owners and, you know, do our best to be friends with them. Okay. So, you know, we, you know, it's a more holistic approach. It's not just about the animal. It's about the whole family unit to us. Right. Kelly, walk me through. You get that call that someone needs help. What does that process look like? Well, it really depends on what kind of help they need. So let's say that it's just a case of, you know, job loss or something like that, and they just need to get on our pet food distribution program. Um, what I would do is I would let them know. I would first first make sure that there wasn't an emergency, like they weren't completely out of food. If they're completely out, then I'm going to get food. Um, but assuming they have a little time, they're just they know that cri the crisis is building. I would give them instructions to come to our distribution day, which is always the first Sunday of every month. And we just, we're out in the parking lot of RIFA, rain, shine, cold, hot, it doesn't matter, we're there. We've only ever missed once, and that's because there's a nice storm. But, um, they would come there, and we would have a, you know, a several-page application that they have to fill out. They have to show financial need. They have to show that they are already responsible pet owners. Um, <clears throat> you know, if, if this is just a dog that lives on a chain, we're not the right organization to help them. It, we want that dog to be helped, but our resources go to animals that are loved pets. Because like, like I said, it's a holistic approach. It's about the whole family. Right. Uh, and so I would, they would come down there and we would give them a little bit of food, get their application. And then we would do a home visit with them. We want to meet that pet. We want to see the, the conditions animal lives in. Not so we can judge, but so that if we see missing resources, we can bring those resources in. Right. If we see their, their elderly arthritic dog lying just on the floor, mm -hmm. find a bed. Or, you know, if we see that their dog is hair loss because of a flea allergy, we're going to get to the vet and get, get a, a shot and some antibiotics and get started on some flea meds. Um, so we want to meet the pet because we want to make sure that people don't like asking for help. They, they don't want to ask for help. They don't want to say, well, I, I haven't been able to take care of this pet that I love so much because you know, we don't have a job or we have this. Illness. And so if we can get in there and meet them in a non-judgmental way and say, you know, oh, I, I see that your dog is scratching a lot. Are you out of flea meds? Can we help you with that? 
Um, right. Yeah. And I, I, I know sometimes it comes down as a sense of pride and guilt as a, a pet owner that you, you know, you take on your pet and you, um, you, you want to care for it for the rest of its life. And you might feel guilty that you can't do these things and yes. you're having to make tough decisions between what are you going to eat versus giving your dog a bed or, uh, right. you know, just or putting gas in your car and that kind of stuff like that. Absolutely. We have, um, we have a client that is, she has no car. So it, for her to do anything requires her finding somebody who will loan her a car. And um, her, little, her little chihuahua that is the center of her world, I mean, just absolutely the center of her world, was eat up with fleas, didn't have any hair left on its body except for its little face. And she was heartbroken. She, was, she would watch her scratch and she would just cry. She was heartbroken. She's on disability. She doesn't have a car. Her, she's very low income, but she loves that dog as much as anybody can love another being. And we didn't know she was suffering like this. And another client came and whispered in my ear on distribution day, said, you need to go visit her and you need to see what's going on. And so sure enough, I, I dropped by for a visit and, uh, you know, I'm, tickled to say I I stopped today in fact to drop off some more flea meds and the little dog's hair has grown back and her personality is back like it's supposed to be she was you know jumping on me wanting to give kisses and and her happy and it wasn't just the it wasn't just the dog the owner was covered up in flea bites so not only did we treat the dog and get this under control we treated the cat that's in the house who also had fleas, but wasn't suffering as bad, but still we treated him. But we also treated the house twice. Wow. So we got rid of that because you can't just put some flea meds on the dog and leave the rest of it. That, right. That'll never work. So we had to take care of the whole situation. You know, and, and this was not just about the animal health. This is about human health, too. Yes. What is the most common need that you are approached with? For food and for vet care. Okay. And as a, a nonprofit, how is Together is Better for People and Pets funded? We are funded by donors. Um, you know, when we, for instance, we'll get donations of pet food from area businesses and individuals. When it comes to vet bills, what we do is we set up a fundraiser in that pet's name and you know we publicize it and we tell how much money we need to raise before we can start treatment and we rely on the public to fund it if we don't get the funding we can't help okay so kind of a marketing plea to it is the public Mm -hmm. for that specific incident or that specific cause And and that money remains earmarked for that particular pet until the entire situation is resolved. So for instance, we have an elderly um, golden retriever that has hip dysplasia. Well, we only used about a fourth of her money so far mm-hmm. with the first round of meds. That money stays set aside for her because we know there's going to be more. Right. Um, so it, you know, if she were to 
I don't think she would get so much completely better that we would never use the rest of her money. But like in the case of the little dog that needed treatment for flea allergy, well, that there's going to come a point where that's resolved. Right. And if there's any money left over, then we would scoot it to the general fund. But until then, it's there for her. Okay. Um, so do you have, I know you mentioned individual fundraisers that are, are specified for that pet, but do you have generalized fundraisers as well? We do. We are, um, we try to do a restaurant night. Um, we're, we're trying to get to the point where we're doing one, one, one a month Okay. Um, where people can just come out and all they have to do is come out and eat dinner. And let the, you know, let the, sometimes you have to show flyers, sometimes you just have to tell them I'm here for, together is better for people and pets. And then, you know, we get a, we get a donation from that restaurant based on the sales from that time period. Um, We don't have one set up for February yet, but, you know, we, we hope to get one and it would be on our Facebook page and on our website um, if people are interested in helping us with that. That's just a super easy way to help. Um, we have done fundraising events in the past. We don't have anything um, coming up. No. Okay. What non-monetary needs are there? Um, we are always in need of volunteers. Um, the easiest way for a volunteer to plug in is to join us for the Pet Food, pet food Distribution Day, which we call No Empty Bowls. Okay. And that's they're going to give, you know, an hour, hour and a half of their time helping us distribute the food. And that's going to kind of let them see they're, they're going to meet our clients. They're going to get to know the rest of our volunteer base. And then from there, there can be more opportunities to help. Um, you know, one of our volunteers that started out just meeting us at the pet food distribution, she goes with me now when I do home deliveries and um, if I'm out of town, I know that she knows how to do the home deliveries and I can just let her huh? loose with it. Huh? You know, but the best way to start is to come to that pet food distribution. Show up for that for a few months in a row so we know that you really do want to be a part of this. And then it grows from there. Um, the more people that we get, the more programs we could do. There's a lot of things we'd love to do that we can't do right now. We could if we if we had more people. Okay, is this something that like the high school students that have to vol- do volunteer work it would qualify for that? Absolutely, we have signed off on those forms in the past, um, both for high school students and also for the Tennessee Promise. Right, we have signed those as well, and it's been accepted, no problem. Awesome. Are there specific volunteer titles, so to speak, or is it just once you get in and and get your feet wet with the no empty bowls distribution, um, you just kind of look to what their strengths are? Right now, there are not really titles. We have, um, right now we have two people on the board, which we really need to add a third because we're supposed to have an odd number. Um, And then everybody else is just volunteering. in the, you know, there are needs. I would love to have a volunteer coordinator. That would be a board position. Um, we would love to have somebody who fundraisers for us. You know, we've, we've done fundraise events. We've done one big fundraising event since we were formed two years ago. And that was an egg hunt for dogs. And it was awesome. Um, 
It was, it was very successful. And a lot of people thought I was nuts. They were like, dogs aren't going to hunt for eggs. And really they didn't, but everybody had a good time. But it brought community um, awareness. It did. And it brought, you know, people who really love their pets enjoy the opportunity to go do something fun with their pets. Yes. And if they're helping a nonprofit at the same time, that's just a bonus. Um, but and yes. an auction. It was a great event. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I was there. Uh, you know, photographer for pet photography by Shaney. So we had, we had um, food vendors and, um, you know, we wanted to grow that. Um, We tried the, you know, the first year was very, went very well. Last year we tried again. We got rained out three times before we just. It was not our friend. (laughs) It was terrible. It was absolutely (laughs) terrible. And so, you know, that that was our only big fundraiser for the year. Last year was so hard on us because we lost that fundraiser. And then we had one particular case, a surgery on a family pet that literally wiped us out financially for the year. So we've been through some struggles, but we keep, you know, we keep going because the, the, the mission is too important to give up on. Yes. But, you know, we had volunteers who, who would like to do events and things like that. That would be huge because it's it's a lot when you only have two board members. Yes, it is a lot of, of work to put on. And it's more than just setting up a tent and saying, okay, we're having an event. You have to think out a lot of stuff when you're planning yes. those events. So you don't have any fundraisers for this year? No. Okay, not yet. Um, all right, Kelly. So can you share with us some feedback that you have received from a pet owner that you've served? Um, yes, um, probably the one that, the one that stands out that touched me the most was we had a lady who, when she came to us and when she found us at a lot of Rifa, she had been sent by a friend. She had been out of dog for a month and she had been feeding her dog, her, her food, you know, just giving her food. Mm -hmm her food to the dog and she knew that wasn't healthy and she knew that wasn't the best and plus it was her food she had very little of it too right and she stood in front of us and she started crying out of just pure joy that we were going to do this for her and that we do have a commitment to try to get the best quality food we can get um, sometimes we have to use what we have to use but we were going to try and she knew that we were going to give her the best that we could get our hands on, that we were going to give her food every month and treats. And when we have it canned food, you know, that right. we were going to give the best we could to her pet. And she stood there and cried. And I, I mean, I just, of course, then I cried too. Um, and let's see other situations that have really, um, Oh, we had a, we had a lady that did not need to be on our food distribution program. But her pibble had the worst mange that I've seen. And she was using all these home remedies and doing everything she could. There was nothing she couldn't, wouldn't do, but she just didn't have the money to go to the vet. And um, we, we treated that dog, and it was very, very expensive. It was a long, drawn-out process. Yes. Um, but she did everything the vet said to the letter, including putting the dog in the bathtub and soaking it in the 
medicine, you know, the med- medicated shampoo for like an hour at a time, just sitting by the bathtub with the dog, soaking in the tub a couple times a week, you know, and, you know, that dog was suffering just unbelievably. His little feet were so swollen up, he could barely walk. And to see him then months on down the road with his hair, he was gorgeous when his hair grew back in, one of the most beautiful dogs. And her happiness, you know, just was over the, off, you know, off the charts. She just, she loved him so much. Um, so that was, that was a great one where we had just a fantastic resolution. Um, and then I guess the other one would be, we have a client who has, lupus and she can go if she has a bad spell she might be unable to really get off the sofa for much of anything for weeks to months at a time um but her dogs are the one thing that she'll get up for that she'll make herself push through the pain and the exhaustion because she her dogs are counting on her and um she's been with our program now for three years and um she'll she'll say my dogs are my therapy you know they may not be official therapy dogs but they're her therapy um you know and we have a client who just had her last chemo treatment and her dog he's what keeps her going when she feels like you know i just can't do this again i can't take another treatment i can't she looks at her little Jimmy and keeps going. So it's those kind of stories where, you know, you know the value of the animal. You know what they mean to the person. For sure. And, you know, they don't have to be um, a certified uh, service dog, so to speak, to provide that companionship. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my my father. He suffers from uh, post traumatic stress syndrome. He's a Vietnam vet amputee, and he has a little dog. And she just bugs the. She's got. He's got a little pug that somebody was giving away so they could get a lab. And he'd always wanted a pug, and she just picks on him and keeps him going. Mm-hmm. And and he complains, but he would not give that dog up for anything. <laughs> it's yeah. just a a funny relationship. And, and she um she keeps him going you know so she doesn't let him get down and and she's like no you're gonna feed me or you know so it's it's funny to see that companionship but um I can only imagine you know like I said if you're having to make the decision between taking your your beloved pet to the vet or putting gas in your car or um you know providing for your own self so the service that you provide is greatly needed in this community um, for the people that don't want to have that choice. I mean, sometimes they have to come down to it's, it's me or the pet. And, um, you know, they might think it's better to drop the pet off at a shelter, but it's, it's really better if the pet can stay with them. The, the people that we have on our program are all people that, you know, most, many of them have faced that very dilemma do I give up on my pet or do I skip my doctor appointment? And these are people who have always put the pet before themselves. Yep. Um, we have had people who did not get their prescriptions filled so that they could make sure that they had pet food. Um, 
you know, we know that we know that there are people making those kind of choices. We don't think that people should have those kind of choices. We can bring resources to take some of that financial burden off of them so that they can take better care of themselves. That's just awesome. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Kelly, so how can I find out more about Together is Better for People and Pets? Where can I go to find out information? Well, our website is www.4peopleandpets.org. Is that the number four? No, it is F-O-R-E. Fourpeopleandpets.org. Okay. And then on Facebook, they can find us at Together is Better for People and Pets. I believe that's with the number four. Let me double check that real quick. Yeah, on Facebook, um, it's Together is Better, the number four, people and pets. Okay. And I will include that in the show notes. Um, So if anybody uh, is interested, they can certainly uh, click on those links and it should take them to um, the website or the Facebook page. So. Well, Kelly, I really appreciate you being on the um, first episode of season two. And I think we're going to have you back later in the season to talk about traveling with your pet. And I'm really looking forward to that conversation. Um, okay. And uh, I know you're, you're getting ready to go out on the road again. So you, you'll come back with some stories, I'm sure. Yes, I will. <laughs> so do you have anything else to say to our listeners? Um, you know, just check us out on, on Facebook. Our, we keep our Facebook page pretty active. Check out our website. Um, we would love to have you as a volunteer. We'd love to have you as a supporter. We, if you are in need, um, we would love to help you with your, with your needs so that, you know, you can, you can, we take good care of your pet and be able to meet your own family's needs as well. Perfect. Well, Kelly, I appreciate it once again, and I look forward to talking to you in the future. Thank you. Thank you so much. If you are listening to this podcast, you probably have a dog. Have you considered the limited time we have with our furry companions? What about the stages of life they go through? You have the cute puppy phase, where they are curious about everything. Then the adventurous adult phase, where they are confident in their exploration. There's also the mellowed out senior years, with their graying muzzles and relaxed demeanor. These seasons of life transition one into the other before you even realize it. Do you have mementos of these stages? Whether you are looking for custom wall art to display in your home or small mementos for your desk at work, call Petography by Shaney to explore your options.